The following episode contains violence and explicit language. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Good old Burt McIntyre's a gentleman who I met a while back. One of those survivalist nutcases who thinks the global economy is about to tank. And uh, he's preparing for it by stealing a bunch of random technology. Uh, as far as I know, he worked alone, so this is all new to me. He definitely didn't have any friends back in Highwinds. We need to not be taking this guy lightly. This guy's nutters with a capital dangerous. Yeah, Yardak and Laserhawk both noticed this, but Yardak was quick enough. Yardak, you just snatched a dagger out of the air. Oh, bitch. That was flying right at Mo. Laserhawk, you are bounding towards the apartment of Ruth Day, and there is one figure down on the ground in a heap, and you see a little further past that a woman engaged in combat. You know what? I should just rush forward and taser fist him. And he just goes down in a pile. I'm gonna look up at Ruth and say, are you good? <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry, who are you? Name's Laserhawk. I'm a friend of Yardak and Visual Aid. Yardak and Visual Aid, you are next to Ruby's van with one dead militant and one live one who Yardak just healed. What's, what's your name? Philip. You can call me Phil, I guess. Seeing as how this guy here knows nothing and he's pretty much dead weight, if... We can get you to go to the rendezvous point and meet up with the rest of your guys. We will be at somewhat of a distance, but still keeping an eye on what is happening. And you can see there's like a fenced in structure way down at the end of the at the other end of the hill. It's like chain link fence. Some of it does have like reinforced with some boards of wood and it's a salvage yard. So there's just like piles upon piles of like scrap metal. There's one of those giant magnet things for moving shit around couple look like facilities that were built very quickly, and there's also, like, a guard tower up near the main entrance. Yardak, your phone goes off. It's Sean Ortega. So I'm going to, uh, end the call and send a text saying, I do not have the time to talk right now. Moments later, you get a picture message. It is Shauna being held by two militants. You're gonna want to call back. Hey, buddy. Long time no see. Ah, Bert. Not long enough. This here journalist is not part of the mission. Just a bit of an insurance policy I took out. You bring me the other two, I'll give her back. What are you going to do if we don't? Let me make this perfectly clear. And you hear like a, a little bit of a shuffle. Hi, it's Phil. Oh, God. And then you just hear a gunshot. God damn it. You touch one hair on her head. You're not going to need to worry about the end of the world because I will fucking end you. And then he hangs up. You are all just a little outside of the west side of the Red Stripe Salvage Yard.
The moonlight falls on the scene. You all just got off the phone from your first conversation with Burt McIntyre, a.k.a. Apocalypse Man. He has captured and threatened Channel 7's intrepid reporter Shauna Ortega. If you don't hand over Ruth Day and Mohassen. You hear crickets in the dense forest and mountains that surround the salvage yard. What do you do next? Well, fuck. We need to go save Shauna. Obviously, we can't give them Ruth and Mo. Why does he even want Ruth and Mo? They know something. They just don't know what they know. It's gotta be something like that. I guess it doesn't matter right now. We need to focus on saving Shauna, and I don't think we can save Phil anymore. Well, Phil's dead. That, that would, yes. That was what I was getting at, Yardak. Did he say where that we were going to be doing the trade? Like, are they here? That we're like, since we're here, we can just kind of like storm the gates? He did not say. Can I see the photo of Shauna? Yeah, it was sent to Yardak's phone. Looking at it, can I tell that it's here? Like, that it's in one of these buildings? Is there anything that would give that away? No, not really. When you're looking at the photo, it's just kind of a, a steel background. Can't like it's a fairly close up photo. You can't really see the floor. You can just see she's got two militants next to her holding each arm, and she looks scared. So hey, I realize that we came here to do shit, but maybe we should get back to our friends, Mo and Ruth. Maybe, but if Shauna's here, I don't want to just leave her here. And I, I want to reply back to the text. Just like, keep it like short and sweet and just say, when and where do you want to do this? Make him think that we're going to trade them. Okay, I want you to roll deception then. It's a text. You're still trying to deceive. It's, you just said that you, you said make him think. That's deception. Yeah, but I'm not having a conversation with the man. I'm sending a text. You got to pair the right emoji with this shit. Ooh, 26. <laughs> you get a text back that says, you already know where we are. Bring them here. So he knows we're here. Oh. Let's just continue to storm the fucking castle. Do I remember what Ruth is wearing? I'm going to say. I mean, we saw her. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm just trying to say if we had, I'm trying to think if we'd ever discussed it. And I don't I didn't make a note about that specifically. So I'm going to say that she was just wearing like a tan button up shirt and a pair of jeans. Maybe I could dress up like Ruth, do something to kind of cover my face, because like I'm not good at the like. There's a part of your skill set you very rarely use. Okay, you know what? Fine, I'm gonna power stunt and turn myself into Ruth. Before we do the whole power stunting thing, uh, we're also like we've seen the men who are here and what they're dressed as. We could also just put on like you're already dressed up as them that sorry you know what we didn't talk about that you are we are at the end of the last episode ruby created um they aren't an exact duplicates because her powers aren't that detailed but like they're generalized like fatigues and she has her hair up in remember a baseball cap to try to hide the fact that she's a woman we could also just try to get as far as we can dressed as these people that are here and i think so okay for me to do a power stunt if we end up, I want anyone to do that. Do I use a hero point for that or do I become fatigued? So it does fatigue you. The hero point would allow you to remove that fatigue. Do you guys want to try and sneak in with like what we're already wearing? Or I've never tried anything in this detail before. I don't know how well it will work. I could try to make myself look like Ruth. Say we don't know where Mo is or something, but we brought Ruth and try to trade me for Shauna. But of course, I'd. You know, I have powers. I could try to defend myself. What do you guys think? 
I'm thinking if we try to sneak in, then we're all together on the same page doing the same thing. If we have you look like Ruth and we bring you before everyone, what's our plan of action after that? That sounds great on paper, but once we get in there, we're going to have to have a game plan. True. If we just sneak in, we can kind of freeform it a little bit. We can bullshit a little more. But if you're going to be trying to look like a totally different person, game plan. True, but also if I'm Ruth, they don't expect me to have powers. Al Yardak, what do you think? Oh, well, it was a, a thought that if we were going to do the whole you being Ruth thing, that before you turn into her then, because you can conjure more than one thing, right? Yeah. So then I would say craft two weapons and have one like kind of like tucked into like your waistband, but then put one in your shoe. That way, like when we get you in there, they're going to sus- like suspect us of something. Then she has like the opportunity to have a weapon that she can like pull out of her boot. That's a good idea. It's a solid idea. What about you, Yardak? I feel like we're not going to be able to use your traditional Atlantean spear and be incognito. I feel like we should also be armed in some way. Well, the, well, that comes down to, are we, one, going to just try to sneak our way through? Uh, oh, uh, three different things. Just try to sneak our way through and then fight, sneak our way through, turn into Ruth, then try to do something, or just say we have Ruth and like just like walk her through. I mean, option two sounds the best to me, dog. Yeah, I mean, if we're already, if I'm already pretending I'm Ruth, there's no point of trying to sneak in. Yeah, so I just mean, like, if we're just going with you being Ruth, then why not just, like, walk through the camp with you as Ruth? Let me just go straight to him. First, I'm going to make the two daggers, and, put, and then I make my clothes, I get rid of, like, my military clothes I was wearing, and I make something similar to like what Ruth is wearing. Um, I don't remember she was wearing boots, but I make boots so I can stick a dagger in them. And then I guess we can go back to our regular clothing. We are, you already had one, just as a reminder. I keep that. Just because uh, they might suspect us even less in my other boot. I'll make a little hammer, put it in there. Hang on. So Yarnak and I are just going in as Yarnak and I? Yeah, because like, if we're bringing her to him, then like we don't want to look like we were already trying to infiltrate. So, here's a wacky idea, and hear me out on this one. Uh, I've got pretty decent stealth. What if we worked it where you took, quote-unquote, Ruth to them, said that I was getting Mo, while secretly I was sneaking around the place knocking motherfuckers out? Hmm. Okay. I'll allow it. (laughs) Alright, do we have a game plan, then? Yes, okay. So I guess it's time for me to power stunt. I'm gonna turn myself into Ruth Day. You guys should probably say that Visual Aid and Laser Hawk are going to get Mo. Oh, yes. Visual Aid and Laser Hawk are going to get Mo because Visual Aid isn't here. What Visual Aid? Where? So, one, two, three, break? If I power stun, does it just work or do I need to, like, do anything? I see. I may have you roll to maintain it if anything starts. Depends on, depending on circumstances. Okay. That being said, okay, so you guys are remember about midway. At the midway point of the salvage yard on its west side, the entrance is on the south side uh, where the guard tower is. What are you doing next? We'd already established that uh, with an athletics check that Laserhawk can jump the chain link fence and board it up fence. 
I would suggest us going back to the front and then like coming through the front so that way like they just just throws more suspicion off. Mm-hmm. I mean, Laserhawk can go jump if he wants, but yeah, Laser can do whatever the hell. Oh yeah, Laserhawk's going through the back. As it the back, as in the north side of it, like behind all the buildings and everything. Yep. So y'all are splitting up now, and it's just going to be Ruby and Yardak, and then Laserhawk going north. Mm-hmm. Let's split up, gang. I presume you're going to try and both both sets of people are going to try and sneak, like to avoid totes. Yeah, we're, no, no, no. Like if I'm no, no, we're stealthing when we're getting to the front. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, but not once we're there. No. There's no point once we're there. Yeah, yeah. I just want everyone to roll stealth then. Okay. Alright. Damn, I'm getting good rolls now, and they better continue when I'm in some kind of combat, because that was a 19. Unnatural 20. 28 in stealth, so I am the knight. 14. Laserhawk, you sneak through the dense forest. You kind of make your way into the forest, come back around from the backside, and you're at that, just like on the other side, it's a combination of chain link fence with boards all around it. Meanwhile, uh, Yardak and Ruby, as you're just about as you're exiting the forest, you suddenly hear the cock of a rifle and someone yell, who's out there? Ruby and your heavy ass feet. <laughs> just out of curiosity, am I too far away to notice this? Yeah, you're again, this is easily like a, over a football field away. I try to remain quiet, see what happens walk out and like it just creates less conflict i'm hoping to be like I, we're here bert wanted her don't make this any more complicated than it needs to be i want you both to roll deception damn okay um so nat 20 for 30 damn and i thought mine was good at a 17 plus what was my deception again seven nine so 26 i was like i'm not gonna let anyone die from me this person, the one who's calling out to you is the one on the guard tower, like calling down. He uh, like lets the bullet out of the chamber of the rifle, puts the rifle to the side uh, and re- reaches up and rings a bell. I feel like laser hawks are weird now. Suddenly at a few specific spots at around the salvage yard, uh, some lights do turn on. Great. Look, I can't sneak, but I can lie my ass off. So we're fine. That's funny. I'm the opposite. They're on the corners of the salvage yard, kind of pointing out into the forest. Are they static, or do they, like, move? They're static. Okay, I can work with that. Laserhawk, did you want to do anything? I mean, am I in a good position to see anything before I hop the fence, or should I hop the fence and then see what I can see? You'll have to hop the fence, because literally it's, again, chain link with giant wooden boards in front of it. You can't see through it. No problem. In that case, uh... Unless you have, like, uh, laser x-ray vision that I wasn't told about. <laughs> I mean, look... <laughs> Literal laser vision. It's an idea. We're gonna level eventually. Uh, okay, in that case, I'm gonna roll to, uh... Hup. Roll? I thought you were hiccup for a second, then I realized you were just saying, hup. <laughs> gonna yip-yip yourself. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's a 29, though. All right, describe to me what that looks like. And I jump over. Okay, but, like, you cannot do, like, you're gonna have to use your hands in some way because you are not strong enough to do a full standing jump without your lasers. Okay, in all seriousness, I kind of, like, step back a little bit, get a little bit of a running jump, and, like, Assassin's Creed kind of, like, jump, kind of grab the top of it, shimmy shammy over, superhero landing. All right, you can hear the sound of footsteps if you could roll perception. 
Random? Sure, sure. 25. You do notice around you there are a few tripwires. You didn't land on them, but you see them nearby. Would I be able to use expertise military to use my military training on tripwires that there's no way I didn't have to disarm some of these bad boys? I would, yeah, if you want to try doing like a disarm. But before we do that, I want us to jump back up front. Show for show. From your perspectives, Ruby and Yardak, four guys came out from around some of the garbage piles. And there's the one guy in the guard tower currently. And they're like, Carl, what's going on? Yeah, he calls down. He says, the Atlantean's here. He's got one of the people for a trade-off. Wants to meet with the boss. The guy down on the ground, like, signals up to the guy at the guard tower who presses a button. And the front gates open up. So, what do you do now? I guess we start going in? I mean, if they want her, they're not going to shoot her. The lead guy does level a rifle at you, Yardak, and says, I'm going to need you to put the spear down. Uh, I'm going to part my fucking weapon. I'm going to... I go, I'm gonna yell fuck you I'm here with her that's all you need <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think about what that is that intimidation I guess persuasion really badly I mean I think that the fuck you makes it not persuasion call it a hunch okay you know I'm gonna say um, to make it I guess persuasion to just say you already know that I can control water so even if I don't have this spear I can still kick your ass so fuck you <laughs> The fuck you still makes it not persuasion. Nope, we're going with persuasion. Roll persuasion. Roll for fuck you. <laughs> Roll for fuck you. Oh, man. Okay, 11. What is 9 to a non-nat 20? No, uh, in fact, the other three level their guns at you and say, no go. God damn it. And this Didn't we discuss, like, this, like, spear is made out of some kind of, like, rare fucking material from, un- like, some beast in the ocean that nobody knows about or some shit like that? I think, yeah, I think we discussed something like that at one point. Yeah, so that's not something I'm just gonna fucking part with. It's not, like, one of Ruby's weapons. I mean, they didn't tell you you have to chuck it in a river. They just said, like, you can't bring it inside. Fine, I'm gonna look at them and I'm gonna give them the, like, the, what do you call this? Are you pointing your eyes in somebody else's eyes? I always just call that the I'm watching you. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to give each and every one of these fuckers that I'm watching you, and I'm going to set my spear very precisely against the wall here, they're, they're the where the little fence is, and I'm going to say, I'm coming back for this. I'm just saying it would have been really cool, like, it would have been way cooler if you, like, flipped it around and stuck it in the dirt. That's okay, you made your choice. But I have a question. For the I'm watching you, should he roll uh, intimidation for that? Yeah, you know what, I'll let you roll intimidation for that. Eight, so seventeen. So when you do that, you can see like a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of fear in a couple of their eyes as they do uncock their guns and like they're all in slings. So they put the gun down like behind their backs. Mm-hmm. And then one kind of just like the one who is like, you know, giving you a hard time waves you in. Roll perception, Ruby and Yardak. 14. Oh, I rolled an 18. Yay. Damn. Even though I have nothing in perception. So it's still like 22 altogether. Yeah, you also kind of notice that as they're guiding you in, they're kind of like guiding you to certain spots, and you can kind of see just like laser hawk did that there are some like trip wires. Uh, you also take notice, you know, in the distance that the giant crane that in this kind of place would normally have like a giant magnet on it. The magnet's actually gone, and it's replaced with like a giant metal hook. I don't like it. Yeah, so they kind of guide you in, and let's go back to laser hawk then. You were trying to, you were planning on disarming, trying to disarm the trip wires. 
Yes. Uh, so to kind of explain what I'm thinking about doing, uh, I'm planning on disarming the one to the east, kind of poking my head around that building, seeing what I can see, and depending on what it looks like, slinking my way down there, and uh, trying to duck behind that like second pallet there. All right. Uh, so yeah, let's roll military expertise. Oh yeah. This is the first time we've ever had that kind of roll. Yeah. Right. Twenty-four. I imagine very carefully, like, reach down to, like, where it connects and just, like, unwind it and let it go uh, loose. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, as opposed to pulling on it and giving it any tension. I untrip it. <laughs> untrip it. And you don't really see, at least anywhere nearby, any other tripwires. And roll stealth if you're going to try and sneak behind that one building. Yep. That'd be an 18. So you actually get right around that, and I imagine you're kind of like back to it, sort of just trying to crouch low. Yep. And you do that just in time when a guard actually walks by you. <gasps> He's walking along that same side of the main building back towards where you just were. He kind of gets back there, and he takes a look around. He looks back into the lighted area from the spotlights that, that came up, and then just kind of turns around and walks back towards the front of the building. I mean, can I just wait it out to where he can walk past me and then continue on as I was? Because uh, I'm going to knock this dude out. Don't get me wrong. I just want to pick my spot. Um, Yeah, I would say by this point, he is kind of like in front of you again. Punch him in the face, heave him on my shoulder, and hide him behind there. Haha, Laserhawk, you genius. I want to do that. Okay, you want to attack him? Yeah, um, I'm thinking probably not Taser Fist on account of that's kind of a light show, but I feel like, as a uh, certified badass, I should just be able to sock him in the temple and knock homie out. Let's uh, roll an unarmed attack then. Oh, fuck yeah, that's a 26, bud. What's the DC on that? I think that's 10. Uh, yeah, you knocked him right the fuck out, but roll athletics. Okay. 21. So you knocked him out, and you also were fast enough to, like, catch him and also cover his mouth so, like, he doesn't make any sound while he's, while he's like, slipping down. Hell yeah. Lullaby and goodnight. <laughs> Go to sleep, useless asshole. Yeah, I imagine that's pretty much exactly what's happening there. So you just knocked him out, and are you, you said you were going to drag him, like, behind the building you were at? Like, the little side building? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you drag him back there, no problem. What do you, what do you like, do with him? I mean, is there anywhere I can hide him or, like, plop him out of the way? Not particularly. Like, you can definitely keep him out of the light. Can I yeet him over the fence? Yeah, I guess technically nothing stops you from doing that. Keep in mind, on that side, it's just open clearing, though. I mean, we didn't see anyone walk in the perimeter, did we? Nope, you did not. Yeah, I'm gonna yeet him over the fence. Roll a strength check. Uh, strength check, you said, RC? Mm-hmm. Unnatural 20. Uh, yeah, yeah, you throw him without problem. And when you throw him, he kind of goes, like, over it sideways, but then ends up going legs down first. And then you just hear him plop onto the ground. So let's go back over to uh, Ruby and Yardak. Okay. So they're kind of guiding you. Uh, they are just guiding you through the mass of giant junk piles back towards the back area. And they stop you right outside of the front entrance. And one of them goes up and like raps on the door. And yeah, so the three three more guys come out. The guys who are leading you, one of them points back and says, 
they got one of the two that the the mission asked us to get. They want to do a trade with the boss for the reporter lady. And do you say anything, Yardak? Or kind of don't want to, just to so I don't fuck anything up. Because <laughs> like if that, they know what I'm here for, then just gonna look all brooding and menacey. Go and grab the boss. And like the one guy who's a pretty young looking kid nods and he goes back inside, closes the door. And after a few moments, the door opens back up. And uh, yeah, you see two the two guys from the picture bring Shauna out uh, and behind them, clad in full gear. Well, I guess you guys wouldn't recognize him, but Laserhawk would is Apocalypse Man. I'm assuming that from where I am at, this is just out of my view, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're still behind. Like, I'm sure you can hear it. Uh, actually, roll perception. Let's see if you can hear it. This what's going down. Yeah. It's not great. That would be a 17. Yeah, you can hear this, but you can't see anything. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, he hasn't made any noise, so you don't know he specifically came out. I, I can hear what's happening. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of clad. He's got, like, cargo pants on, big, like, Doc Martin boots. He's kind of wearing, like, sort of a... I would almost describe it like a flannel, but you can see he's got something that he's wearing underneath it. Like, a little more form-fitting underneath it. And he also has, like, a big pair of, like, lighted goggles on. And uh, he's also wearing, like, a gas mask. Oh, and he's also wearing, like, a, like almost like a set of suspenders. But it's, like, like, like bandoliers, almost. But suspenders that are also bandoliers? Is that what you just said? Suspenders that are, like, almost like a utility belt. Like, basically, they're suspenders, but they've got, like, equipment all over them. Interesting. I should give him a wedgie. And he walks out and he goes, well, that was, uh, that was pretty quick. I was going to say I was already with them. Which is not a lie. I was already with them. I'm just not Ruth. All right. Where's the other one? I, I, Yardak, you should tell them. Because it's weird if I keep talking. Because I'm not supposed to be the superhero. Oh, please tell me you remember the cover plan. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think of like... He's trying to think of a way to say the truth. I don't think you can say it truthfully, though. Because no one's going to go get him. Lie your ass off. You know. Fuck him. I, I will say the truth. I'm here because you said you wanted Ruth Day. And I want Shauna Ortega. Shauna does a lot of important work in this city, and I need her. Never said that she was Ruth. Never said any of that. That's fine. His response to that is, well, I said to bring both of them. That the two of them, in exchange for Ms. Ortega over here. Well, I'm here now, and my two compatriots are out getting Mo right now. So I can only do so much as one person. Roll deception. Bitch, I ain't lie. I was like, you 100% lied. You lied so well that you believed it. That should be like an automatic 20. No. Oh, but it was a 19. A, uh, let's see. Deception 9, so 28. He kind of puts his hands on both of his suspenders and he kind of just nods over to the guys. Don't like that. I don't like him having hands near things. Uh, and he nods over to them and they uh, uncuff Ortega, let her walk over and said, you send her here now or there will be hell to pay. At the same time. All right. And he lets her go. She starts walking over to you. And then you start walking over to him. Yeah, I guess I start walking over. And you're crossing Ruby, you and Ortega meet eyes and she cocks an eyebrow at you. And I am going to try to send a reassuring look and say, it's fine. Like, her mouth, like, it's fine. And she has like a dash of realization and she just nods and keeps walking. Hell yeah, Shauna, being quick on the uptake. Good job. <laughs> Our intrepid reporter is really cool. And yeah, so Yardak, she gets near to you, and Ruby, the two militants that were holding Ortega, grab you. I'm assuming that you're not 
like resisting. No. And I'm just going to ask, why do you even want me? Well, I do apologize, little lady, but when I'm hired to do a job, I do it right. Someone decided you uh you knew too much, you talked to too many people, and you gotta go. I guess it's someone connected with RCI. Elon Musk. 69420. Yeah, he's off who the fuck knows where, so we're safe from him for now. Until New Year's. So that's what he says, and do you guys do anything, or do you go to leave? What do you, what's the plan here now? And I guess, actually, before you just say that, does Laserhawk do anything? Oh, yeah. Here's your chance, bud. So, hey, is there any way I can, uh, the, the building right beneath, that's a building, right? These buildings I'm hiding behind. It's two buildings. I thought you're, hi- you're hiding, yeah, you're hiding behind the upper one right now. Okay, I just want to make sure they're buildings. Uh, can I hop up on top of the lower one and be stealthicized? You are pretty close to them, and that is not something you'd be able to, like, leap. It's, it's a fairly tall structure. I don't think it's one you'd be able to leap. Like, there's not much to grab onto. You'd be able to pogo onto it. All right, look, I'll be honest. Here's what I'm hoping to eventually do. I want to jump off of that missile dropkick apocalypse, man. But I want to wait until the time is right to hit him with my righteous aerial fury. Given where you are and your goal here is to try to uh, do it stealthily without losing Pulsar Pogo, I assume. Well, when I do the missile dropkick, I'm going to Pulsar Pogo the fuck out of his face. I mean, to get up onto the structure, your goal is to not use Pulsar Pogo. Preferably. Uh, you could roll athletics and run up and jump and use the fence to bounce yourself higher. Dope. 21. You run up, kick off the chain link fence, uh, roll stealth though. Stealth? <laughs> that's a 20, baby. Like nat 20? Yeah, so that's a 27 all together, baby. <laughs> yeah, you end up on top of the structure, cat-like in your silence. And now you can kind of look down and see this whole thing playing out. Wow. Um, You're not going to so, make me roll a perception, though? I can just sort of, like, obviously see? Yeah, there's light pouring out, and you can kind of see what's going on. I mean, if you want to roll perception, you can, but you don't have to. You know what? Just for shits and ha-has, see if I can see anything I'm not supposed to see with my seers. Uh, that would be a 22? 22. The only thing that you catch that didn't immediately stand out to you is that there is a guy up on the crane in its control room. But it is worth mentioning that Ruby and Yardak have not seen that person. I'm just gonna kick it and kind of watch this play out until I see my opening. Yardak, you and Shauna, what are you doing, I guess? The real question. Or if Ruby's doing anything. Oh, I'm just gonna ask, like, it never occurs to you to ask a question, figure out something for yourself? Little lady, you don't mean shit to me, I'll be honest. I was offered a substantial sum of money to make three nobodies disappear. Sounded like a great deal to me and my crew. I, luckily, I don't put much stake in what you think is a great idea. Because, one, I don't want Shauna involved and getting hurt in any kind of fight. I'm going to, sensibly, like, we have her and, like, we traded, will he just, like, let her leave? Can I just, like, tell Shauna, like, okay, like, get out of here? I want you to think through how that would look from his perspective. Well, I'm going to say, like, because I'm not done talking to you yet. If that's the case, uh, let's go for it. So, wait, did they have Ruby in cuffs, right? Well, I think the one just holding me, they said, you said, right? You didn't say anything about cuffs. Right, there's two guys, like, holding her by the arms. Yeah. Oh, well then, yeah, let's fucking fight. So are you doing anything, like, you want to try and get Sean out of the way first, it sounded like? I'm actually going to say to him first, look, asshole, me and you have some more words that need to be said. I'm going to turn to Sean and say, all right, now you get out of here while you still can. 
Hey out there. A shout out to at Bread and Roses on Twitter, for whom the Red Stripe Salvage Yard was named after. Thank you for your continued support. If you'd like the chance to see something in the show named after you, be sure to use the hashtag MayhemCast on social media. I have another recommendation this week in the form of a YouTube channel. Books Before Death is the work of two friends of the show, Bree and Casey. They're two best friends who love books, both reading them and writing them. Twice a week, for the rest of time, their channel will be diving into all things book-related. This means reactions, vlogs, reviews, and a host of other things across a multitude of genres. So be sure to check out their channel. You can find a link to it in this episode's show notes or on our website at masksandmayhem.com support. But for now, let's get back to the game. And Shauna like, kind of slowly backs up, starting to just go past the group of guys that escorted you up front when Burt McIntyre looks at you and goes, I don't think we have anything to say until you have the other one up here. I gave you a gesture of good faith. The other two better make good on their deal. And I'm going to say, I have a feeling that they're going to be here very, very shortly. <laughs> Do it, please. I was going to say, is Lathar Hawk about to start some shit? I recognize an obvious cue when I hear it. Uh, it's time for the missile dropkick. Uh, so wait, what does a missile dropkick look like? Like, I don't even think we've previously established this power existing. Oh, no, this is a pro wrestling move. Oh, oh, okay. You jump forward, you sort of direct your legs in the direction of the guy you're going for, your legs are squatted, and then you thrust your legs outward and kick him square in the fucking jaw. But what I want to do is at the last second when I do the thrust, hit the Pulsar Pogo to really knock his jaw around his fucking face a couple times. Alright, if that's the case, if that's how you're planning on doing it, I'll let you roll it as a... I feel like that would be an athletics and an attack roll. Yeah, it's gonna be athletics, but I was gonna say, and I'll let you do it as Taser Fist. Okay, cool. In terms of, like, a power, since it sounds like you're jolting it with a little bit of laser energy. Yep, yep. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Okay, well, that's a good first roll. Uh, that would be 30. That's the athletics? Yep, that's, uh, I rolled a 19 plus an 11. Okay, so yeah, you're able to, I think you're gonna be able to jump that distance now roll the attack. That'd be a 27. And what's the DC on that, then? 25. Alright, describe to me what it looks like. I just sort of leap off the uh, building, direct my body toward him, scream out, Hey, Bert, how's it going? Pop right in the face. Thrust legs forward. Big ol' spark of color. And I assume, I, I, I'm hoping that since I uh, rolled pretty good, and I just sort of land flat on my back with my hands all ready to solar shotgun. I'm actually willing to say you landed on your feet. Oh, even better. Yeah, you got a really good athletics roll in there. So you kick him in the face, and he didn't exactly see it coming, but he reacts very quickly. You dent in his gas mask. He, like, reacts with it and does a backflip as he's being kicked, goes onto a handstand and then backwards and to land back on his feet, and he kind of ends up in, like, a crouched position looking towards you. And he kind of shakes himself. Ugh, just like old times, huh, buddy? Unfortunately, Bert. Yeah, well, this time I brought friends, too. And suddenly the entire group, which right now from who you can see is uh, seven guys, all bring up their guns. You know, Bert, I can see why you guys get along. You shower about as often. Three are pointing guns at Laserhawk, three are pointing guns at Yardak. How are they holding my arms? Two of them by your um, biceps. Okay, so if I were to say, 
make a fucking dagger in my hand and could I, do I have enough like mobility on my thing to like stab them? You're being grabbed, so there would definitely be a contested strength check. Okay. But they're also not expecting me because they don't think I'm Ruby. Okay, I will give you a circumstance bonus for that, but it would still be a, a, a check against that. Okay. Ruby, Hoferman and Rats. I don't. I think they're standing to my side. I don't think I can get their nuts. I believe in you. <laughs> anyway, so what do you do? So I was imagining which way are my my like if they're holding my hands, is my like fist going out that way? Yeah, your your fists are definitely facing like parallel to your hips. Okay, I want to make the knife. I'm trying to think of a way I'm without having to use visual cues because it's an audio thing. You have the knives facing outward towards them. Yeah, out towards them. Make it. Am I able to make two things at the same time? I feel like, yeah, maybe. No, I don't think we, yeah, because typically you always have to focus your energy on making one thing. So again, I would let you do this, but again, you would power stunt this time and you would not have the hero point to recover. Yeah, so I'm just going to make one. You can still, you can contest both of them to try and get out of their grab, but I'm just saying like, yeah, you'd only be able to stab one. Okay, so I'm going to make one dagger on my left hand and then try to stab and like get out of the grasp of both of them. So if that's the case, yeah, roll strength. Eighteen unnatural twenty. Yeah, you because I guess you know you're stronger than they expect, and you also were doing this whole thing unexpectedly. You're able to break out of their grasp, but you'll have to roll for the attack. Uh, twenty-three. Uh, what is your create rank? My create rank is four. How do you stab him? I go like just for his thigh. So you go to stab him, and it goes like right into his thigh. But he does grab around the knife and holds it and keeps it as he falls over. And he is basically just, like, bleeding out and kind of crawling away. I just thought of, so how, like, is he still close to me? Close-ish. Can I t- touch the knife and make it go away so he can't use it against me? No, I'm going to say just because that's too many actions. Um, and I'm going to have everyone now roll initiative. What? We're fighting now? Hey. Yeah, I think you might be fighting now. I'm super not prepared for this fight somehow, despite just stabbing a dude because I rolled a fucking two. 26 altogether. I rolled a nat one, but I have a plus 13 initiative, so that evens out to a 14. Thank God this was the one I whiffed. Seven. I well, it's seven. All right. Initiative is rolled, and Yardak, you are at the top of the round. All right. So I. Just for reference, you are currently. Just for the record, they still think I, I'm Ruth, right? Well, I guess that's the question. Are you keeping up the illusion still? Sure. I have just, you know, as far as I know, Ruth could stab a bitch. Like, Damn right she fucking would. So, yeah, Yardak, you are at the top of the round. What do you do? You are surrounded by enemies. Alrighty, so I got, what is that, four? Right, there are four in between you and Shauna right now, and then... Basically, on the other side of the crane, that's kind of the thing splitting the, the group. Okay, so seeing as how I don't want them to get Shauna, I am going to, and they took my damn spear, I'm going to try to water whip all four of these bitches. All right, let's roll the attack. Like, like tendrils in it, like a hand, like whoosh, each finger is a wave. 11, 9, 18, and the fourth one. Ooh, another 18. So then it would just be a plus six to everything, right? Because it's a minus, minus four. Right, right. So give me your totals again, then. 17, 15, 24, 24. And what is the DC on that? 25. 
So with a swipe of your fingers and a lash of your water, uh, three of the militants go down. Uh, but the one that was like giving you a hard time in the beginning, he gets slashed across the side, but he stays standing. Do you do anything else with your turn? Yeah, I'll put myself between um, Shauna and him. Okay, so you dash over and kind of shield her in a way. I'm going to say, get the fuck away from her. So it is the militant's turn, and one of them goes to fire at Laserhawk, and the other one goes to fire at Ruby. Get fucked. All right, the one shooting at Laserhawk rolls a 23. Um, What's he rolling on? Dodge plus 10. Dodge plus 10, and I'm boned. So then we're going to roll toughness on that then. 14 plus 14. Uh, Yeah, you take a couple bullets, India, but with your enhanced strength, uh, it does not really even phase you. Mm! Asshole! That's going to hurt tomorrow. I'm about to kick your ass! Okay. Uh, And then the other one shoots at Ruby uh, and gets an 18. 21. So he kind of shoots wildly and just happens to, you know, he gets three shots off, but they all kind of like land around your feet. He actually kind of pushes past you uh, and through past Laserhawk and gets into the doorway of the of the building. Who Who's sorry? Who just... This is the militant that just shot at you and missed. OK. Now it is Apocalypse Man's turn. Yeah, dicks. And he pulls out two like I would call them like half machetes. And he, for lack of a better term, because I like the way that I imagine this, he Naruto runs at you. <laughs> I, I, no, I take that back. I couldn't even say it with a straight face. No, you can't take that back, RC. That's canon. 100% can't. You said it. It's in the canon. All right. So yeah, he Naruto runs at you and wields the machetes, try and slash at you. Who's you? Pronouns, pal. Who is Apocalypse Man engaged in combat with? Laserhawk. Look, I figured, but I was hopeful. But I was also thinking that, like, Ruth, I still look like Ruth. I'm the person he's been paid to kill. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. He does have a job to do. Yeah. I was just getting my hopes up. That he was going after me, thanks. Uh, so rolled a 21. Oh, yeah, that hits. All right, yeah, he gets these two uh, slashes at you, and so I would want you to roll toughness on that. 22. Ah, you came up just short of the DC of 23. Fuck me. He actually slashes you right where you just got shot. Like, just two right along the side there. Oof. It's all spinning down the drain now, isn't it, brother? I'm gonna kick your fucking dick down the drain, Bert. (laughs) (laughs) So how'd that gonna affect me? That's a negative one to everything now, right? It's a minus one to toughness checks. Son of a bitch, okay. Alright, and now it is the... Um, soldier's turn, the one who Yardak is facing. Alright, bring it on. And actually, he catches in a blind spot and shoots past you at Shauna. Oh, dicks! If you could dodge a bullet, you could dodge a ball, Shauna, come on. Yeah, she takes one in the shoulder and falls onto the ground, um, and she just, like, yells out, like, ah! And she just tries to crawl away, basically. And then, he actually does the same thing as the other guy, he backs up actually towards the window of, of the, uh, that he's nearby. This is Rangers are singing out loud. Like, are they protecting something in there? That's a great question that y'all should consider. Um, and now it is Laserhawk's turn. Kawabunga. Uh, actually, so Saint Skywalker's armor would count as my attack, right? You can choose to activate it. Clap on. 
as much as I want to keep my promise to the first guy, uh, Apocalypse Man actually gave me a boo-boo. Oh, here's a fun idea. So, can I solar shotgun him right in the face, but also try to break those stupid goggles he has on his eyes? I guess you could do a smash action, which is targeting specifically at an object. Okay, so it'd be better to taser fist it. Again, if, if you're targeting the goggles specifically, you would have to do the smash action. If you want to be able to damage the goggles, if you if you if you do it just as a taser fist, you're just going to damage him. Yeah, fuck the goggles. I want to hurt him. So uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to just taser fist him right in the jaw again. That would be a twenty-two DC twenty-five. Actually, he kind of swiftly dodges out of the uh... a twenty-two. Didn't hit him. Fuck. No, I mean you said it yourself when you when you when we first introduced him. He is a dangerous man. I know, but fuck. Uh, yeah, he kind of swiftly dodges. Like you go to punch, and he kind of just pulls a pulls a forearm up to block you. Oh, uh, I guess I can say fuck one more time. All right, my turn's over. <laughs> it's Ruby's turn then. So is taking up the uh the dagger that I have like on my like hip is that a move action taking it out? Correct. It'd be yeah. It'd be a uh, drawing weapon. He's facing away from me, right? Correct. Guess who's gonna get stabbed? Okay. So you're pulling out your dagger and trying to stab him? I, well, I was gonna think, I was like, should I try to put this guy in a box? But I feel like he has a weapon on him that you try to, like, blast out of it. Pluck the box. Stab him. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the dagger out, like my move action, and just just stab him. Just go for it. Alright, uh, roll to hit. Well, I rolled a 19. 26. Where are you stabbing him? So I guess I'm staring at his back kind of going lower back. So you stab him, and what is your parry plus 10? My parry plus 10 is 18. Know how fast that math? It just happened in my head almost instantaneously. I need to point out when these things happen. Uh, you're gonna need to roll a strength check. It's okay. It's 14. So you stab him, and the dagger lands, and he immediately reaches back and grabs you by the wrist. Well, fuck you. And this is Apocalypse Man, just to clarify? Correct. Okay. Something tells me you're not really the one I was looking for. Whatever do you mean? Maybe you just underestimated me. Alright. Yardak and Laserhawk uh, both make parry checks. Ah, fuck. 16. 17. Suddenly, through the night sky, you see the giant metal hook of the crane swing down. Oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. Fuck! And it catches Laserhawk and throws him into Yardak. Oh, I don't like that. Sending you, like, careening through. Uh, and um, at the same time, since he already had a hold of you, uh, Apocalypse Man, like, dives forward with you, Ruby, so that you both avoid being hit. Sorry, Ruby, you're going to get a hero point for that. Damn, got saved and gets a hero point. So you both need to roll Laserhawk and Yardak need to roll toughness checks. Okay, now this I have seen Skywalker's over before. Yes. And I've got a minus one to toughness because homeboy uh, sliced my guts, right? Right, right. That being unnatural, 20 then. Uh, I did my math wrong. That was a 19. I'm sorry. Well, shit. I, ro I rolled an 18, and then my toughness is 8, so 26. Uh, I guess um, Laserhawk must have cushioned the blow for you. <laughs> <laughs> Great. You both go flying, and Laserhawk, you're going to take another negative one uh, penalty. Fuck me. Um, and Shauna was on the ground, so she did not get caught in, the, in that. Well, that's good. You know, she's just shot. She's fine. You actually both slam into the southern small structure. Oof. 
actually, with that, you're both going to roll another toughness check. Son of a bitch! Damn. Less exciting. 14 plus 8, 22. 31. Uh, yeah, so you both slam in and dent the structure inward, uh, but it holds Teddy, and you're generally, like, you know, no, no worse off than you were right before you hit it. So our enemies that are still there are basically Apocalypse Man and then three others? Apocalypse Man, two militants, and a soldier. Okay. And I'm all, like, weirdly grappled with Apocalypse Man. Correct. Yeah, he's like, got you by the wrist because you stabbed him. <laughs> I mean, he was trying to kidnap me. I don't know. That, I'm not telling you that you shouldn't have stabbed him. I'm just saying, like, that's how this happened. That's how we end up in this situation. And okay, so now it is Yardak's turn again, who is on the ground. Well, seeing as how I had a flying human body hit my body and then send me careening into a wall, I'm grunting very heavily and going to have some bruises later, but I make my way to my feet. And then three guys, and it's kind of like in an almost crescent shape there. And I just want to send a wide punch with my f- hand as like my arm is going. I want the wave to do the same thing. And it's kind of one that comes out and hits all three. We'll still get like the minus three. Right. But I'm also going to say for the guy at the very end, you're also going to take an additional minus one because of how far away he is. Come on, Bessie. Seven, seven, eight. Okay. So that one was a 12. So then... 19. Oh, God, that's a three. That's going to be a 10. And then six, actually, not seven. 16. Oh, 19, 10, 16? Yes. So the guy closest to the main entrance, the one that attempted to shoot at Ruby, uh, you hit him and he kind of spins around but stays on his feet. And the other two are just fully like, the one is knocked back into the window he's next to and crumples onto the ground. And the other farthest one away just gets straight up punched in the face and like doubles over onto the ground. So the one that's in the entranceway there is the one that's fine. Right. Yeah. He, he's still up. He's hurt, but he's, he's not, uh, he's not out yet. I'm just removing people from initiative now instead of marking them off. Good. There's bodies littering the ground of people you've been fighting. <laughs> it's raining men. Hallelujah. It's raining men. Well, it was when you threw him over the fucking side. All right, uh, Yardak, are you doing anything else? No, yeah, I did my <laughs> I did my move action and my fight, so yeah, we're good. The militant who just hit opens up the door and backs his way in and slams the door shut. Oh yeah, there's something in there. Me be, I will cool a man through the wall. <laughs> Ruby, you can see this better than Laserhawk can, but Apocalypse Man pulls out something from one of his pouches, like the size of a baseball, and he winds up and throws it right at Laserhawk. Watch out! What is your dodge plus 10? Uh, 16. So this thing hits you right on, um, but it doesn't really hurt. I want you to roll a fortitude check. Uh Uh-oh. Oh, actually. 22. Will you look at your hand, get where it hits you, and it kind of, as it impacted you, it almost was like a glob, and it starts like sliding down. But then you realize it's not gravity that's moving it. It's continually moving on its own. Great. Ah. And it is slowly encasing your arm in metal. Okay, King Boomy. And then Apocalypse Man looks at you, Ruby, and says, Hey, kid, watch this. Now! And all of a sudden you hear a chunk. And Laserhawk, I want you to make another dodge check. Oh, fucking me. Um... That'd be a 21. 
suddenly you just feel your arm being pulled and you are risen into the air and fly up against the wall of the second floor. He just looks up at you as you're caught magnetized to this wall. You'd be surprised the things you can make in a junkyard. What the fuck? Chapter 30 Cataclysm Part 3 Masks and Mayhem uses Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. The podcast is written, produced, and knocked around a junkyard by myself, R.C. Byler. Be sure to check out Books Before Death. You can find a link to their channel in the show notes to today's episode. Masks and Mayhem is a member of the New England Podcast Consortium. Other members can be found at newenglandpodcasts.com. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by A.J. Solomon. Our theme music is by Cloud Road Music. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. Chapter 30. (laughs) (laughs) I like you starting to weirdly take a shine to Ruby. Kid. What? Little lady. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What did we think of this episode? It was fun. It was fun, but Apocalypse Man straight up sucks. And I can't not picture what's his face from Tremors. (laughs) That's fine. I got to dropkick the fuck out of a man Owen Hart style today. I am pleased as punch. Alright, excellent. I feel like I liked that we, uh, that I used my powers for some deception. Yeah, I didn't know you could do that. Did everyone feel like they had a good amount to do? Oh god, yeah. Especially like in the beginning when it bounced back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, between Brandon and then me and Ruby. Yeah, I was a little worried about splitting the party, but that turned out better than I was expecting. I don't like to pat myself on the back too much as a GM, but it is the one thing I feel like I'm good at is balancing when the party splits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Balancing the stories. I mean, you all give me just such great, great lead ups to work with, too. So. Aww. Oh, that's I Also, I feel like I've gotten some, like, when I was, like, pretending to be Ruth, I thought I'd gotten some, like, good, like, one-liner things. Ruby really does seem to enjoy, like, trying to intellectually spar with the enemies. <laughs> <laughs> She's not that strong. She has to take. She has to use what she can get. Also, she watches a lot of movies and like TV shows, and I feel like that's what people do. I also feel like the team though struggles. Like I will use Phil as a perfect example of like ah, we can we can bring our enemies around. And, like I think just I gave you too much uh, feeling of hope when you did that with Ulrich in the beginning, and now you just keep thinking you can get guys to back down from being maniacs. Who's we? I'm just sick of pe- watching people die, homie. Hey, I didn't kill anybody. Not, I, I, hey, actually, he didn't kill anyone this one. Good job! Good, good job not murdering anyone.
God, next episode, the whole town's getting fucking nuked. How do you guys actually feel about Apocalypse Man, though, as a character? I love him as a character, specifically because of how much of an unlikable dickweed he is. Yep, that. Does anything about him feel believable? Like, I feel like... Everything! Do you know how many of these dickbutts I see on Reddit on the daily? I just worry that you guys aren't buying his motivation. I am 100% buying his motivation. Just IRL, I think his motivation is bullshit. I mean, good. I 100% get where you're going with. You're doing a good job with him. It's just that you, you did a good job making a tool. You made a great crescent wrench. It fits perfectly for the campaign. I, I hate him, and I want to punch him in the face. You did great. He's like Gold Ducat. He's a great villain, but also, can I punch him? I guess the thing I want to say is, do you now, having actually started fighting him, understand why I specifically asked you to use the adjective dangerous? Yes, absolutely. I like to believe that I'm giving him, I'm creating a very crafty character who clearly makes sense how he can stand toe-to-toe with with you. Oh, yeah, no, he it absolutely makes sense how he's able to stand up with a bunch of supers. This guy clearly knows his shit. It's just that he also happens to be an ass monkey. How'd you feel about the magnet? Son of a bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> fuck the magnet. <laughs> I knew that was gonna come back the second you said that the magnet wasn't up there. I just wasn't expecting it to be on me, you bastard. I mean, also, what did you think about that particular twist of the, uh, I'm going to call it Metal Goo. Metal Goo. Creepy. I mean, I'm stuck on the fucking wall now, so good job. Because, well, the thing I think about when I was thinking about Apocalypse Man the most is his whole thing is preparation. So, like, he kind of had, especially because he's fought you multiple times, he's kind of tried to prepare himself for the inevitability that you would show up. Right, he's like his sister-loving Batman. Sister-loving Batman. 